15 years since this club been 11 and 5. Now, it's just the beginning. Yeah. All right, it's just the beginning. That's what we're made of. So again, congratulations, man. It's time to turn some music on. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the We Do Podcast. I'm your host, Billy Price, and we're coming to you once again from inside the Cover 2 Studios. If you're a new listener, welcome. We appreciate you stopping by. Be sure to head over to the Apple Podcast section and drop us a review. It helps get the word out to others. Also, be sure to check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Here at the We Do Podcast, our goal is to discuss all the cool things we do. And on today's show, we've got Jim Kale, owner of Inflicting Fitness, is our guest. Jim's been in the personal training profession for over 30 years. He's trained bodybuilders as well as endurance athletes. So today we discuss what he got him started in the fitness game, what separates his place from other gyms, and why strength training is an important part of every endurance athlete's plan. So without further ado, here's the interview on the We Do Podcast. And now, let's bring out our special guest. All right, everybody, we are back with the We Do Podcast, and we are talking to my friend Jim Kale from Inflicting Fitness. Jim, how are you doing today? Hey, Billy, I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing outstanding. I have just gotten back from Louisville with my daughter and ready to record an outstanding podcast. All right, no pressure. Let's talk about your business, Inflicting Fitness. How long have you owned that gym, Jim? Um, I opened Inflicting Fitness about 11 years ago. Okay. How did uh, you get started in the personal fitness and and gym stuff? Like, What what, what brought you into that? Um, That was actually a a pretty long journey. Yeah. Um, I was athletic in high school. And didn't get a scholarship and started working out uh, just to have something physical to do. Yeah. And really enjoyed it and uh, looked around the gym and didn't really see a lot of continuity. I didn't see a a way. I didn't see something that made me go, this is what I should be doing. So I spent a couple of years with a lot of trial and error and started reading up on uh, kinesiology and starting to understand what went into it on the nutrition side and started piecing together what seemed to be working for me. And uh, I I weighed about 127 pounds when I started lifting. I I had played tennis in high school and I was pretty thin. Yeah. In about a year, I'd put on 50 pounds of muscle. Okay. And people started noticing. So even the trainers at the gym started asking me what I was doing. And one of them asked if he could start working out with me. And, uh, 
then I started thinking about competing and I went to a couple shows and just from watching them pose on stage, I recognized that there were some things that I wasn't doing right and uh, kind of went back to the drawing board and reinvented myself again. And over the next couple of years, I put on like another 50 pounds. And when I got up to like a solid 220, you know, pretty lean, uh-huh. uh, I was like, okay, now it's time to compete. So I started competing and I won some national shows. And, uh, I caught the eye of Dexter Jackson. I don't know if you know him. Yeah. So I caught, I caught his eye and, uh, him and I started training together. Okay. And, uh, we had quite a bit of success together. You know, he went on to, uh, to turn pro in 98 and 10 years later won the Mr. Olympia. So him and I trained together for about nine years. Very cool. And that kind of spawned the business. Um, people were asking me to train them and I was working at Publix at the time. I was a produce manager for Publix. I put in 10 years with them and the guy that owned the gym I was working out at, uh, asked me to get certified so that he could start referring walk-in clients to me. And so I got certified and I started training people and pretty soon I had a waiting list and I realized that I enjoyed training people a whole lot more than I like putting lettuce on a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> I so, feel you on that. Um, when I hit my 10 years with Publix, I retired and started training people full time. And, uh, as gyms open and close and move and change ownership and go through various things, um, I got tired of being bounced around and constantly having my deal changed. Okay. And decided it was time to take control and uh, open my own. So uh, I'd been in Orlando for almost 10 years when I decided to open my own gym. And uh, best decision I ever made. Uh, absolutely love having my own place and being able to do things the way that I want to do them and not having to count on or trust anyone else to do anything the right way. Um, you know, a lot of gyms, uh, they get, uh, they get caught up in making money Mm -hmm. and not really taking care of the client. And I always wanted to take care of the client first. And, uh, if I can turn a profit and stay open, that's great. But my philosophy has always been take care of the client. So that was, um, that was really what pushed me into owning my own gym was I got tired of other people telling me how to take care of my clients and I knew better. Yeah. Well, that leads me into the next question is at inflicting fitness. What is different about your gym compared to like the chains, you know, the, uh, we, we won't name names, the purple gyms and stuff like that. What, <laughs> what, what makes you yeah, different? Well, so at my gym, you, there's no memberships. Okay. So I'm, I'm not trying to sell you a membership. I'm trying to sell you a solution. So people that come to my gym are people that are looking for results, whether it's weight loss or cosmetic or sports performance or competition. It doesn't matter what they're looking for. Um, If you come to me and you tell me this is what I'm trying to accomplish, then it's my job to make that a reality, to make what you're trying to do with your body a reality. Okay. So, um, that's, that's what we do at inflicting fitness. And that's, that's where I came up with the name mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm not suggesting 
You know, it's <laughs> it's my job to help you reach your goals, whether okay. it's pleasant or fun or whatever. Uh, you know, for everybody that's that's just trying to be fit, of course, it's going to be fun and it's, it's not going to be brutal. But if a professional athlete comes to me and says, I want to get to the next level, you know, I'm tired of placing fifth. I want to start winning some shows. Um, I have it in me to to do the difficult work with them that's going to turn them into a champion. Awesome. So uh, I can do everything from A to Z, whether it's general fitness, weight loss, sports performance, uh, competition. You know, I've, I've been doing this for over 30 years. So yeah. I don't really run across a whole lot of stuff that I'm not comfortable doing. And it sounds like it's more one-on-one versus um, here's your membership, go out and do whatever. There's the machines, go do what you got to do, right? Yeah, it's one-on-one. It's a, it's a small, small gym mm-hmm. uh, with great equipment. And um, I can do groups of twos and threes, and we do have some group classes of up to eight. But it's it's not a 30,000-square-foot club where you just walk in and it's just a sea of equipment where you get lost. It's, yeah. The trainer taking you through a specific workout to help you reach whatever your specific goals are. So it's it's a small, very uh, invigorating environment. Like when you walk in there, you're like, oh, this is a place where I can I'm going to be able to do some work. Yeah. You know, this is this place is kind of hardcore. I like it. So uh, for those out there listening, um, that's kind of what you uh, lead me into the next question about how to choose a gym. Um, is there any advice that you can give folks that are listening that are on the fence about like, should I go to a gym? What do I look for in a gym? What What would you give them advice as far as where they would go to get started to look for a gym? Well, um, if, if it's got great equipment and it's clean and it's a convenient location, that's always a good place to start. Okay. But, you know, it really kind of boils down to what your goals are. So, you know, if you're just looking for a place to kill time, you can go anywhere and do cardio. Yeah. But if you're looking for results, what you really are looking for is a great trainer more so than a great gym. You know? Yeah. Uh, a great trainer, hopefully, is working in a gym that has everything that he needs to be successful. You know, the right equipment, uh-huh. the right atmosphere, a clean club in this COVID world that we live in. So, um, you know, I've tried to make sure that every trainer that works for me has everything that they need to be successful. So I tell them, I'm like, if there's a piece of equipment I don't have or something that is not working for you, you just need to tell me what it is so that I can make you a better trainer and help your clients get results. So over the course of the last 10, 11 years, I think I've, I think I've got it. You know, I don't, yeah. I don't, nobody walks in and says, Oh, you don't have this. Yeah. I've got, I've got what you need to get the job done. You know, some of the best trainers that I've ever worked with sometimes don't even need equipment. They're just really good at what they do and they, they, they'll get you going. You know what I mean? Like, um, it'll yeah. be, you don't need 60 pieces. Uh, exactly. You know? Yep. <laughs> yeah. My gym has like 20 pieces of equipment. Yeah. So now I, this is, I'm excited about talking about this kind of stuff with you because, um, me being an, an endurance coach, you being, um, a, a personal trainer, our, our minds are going to meld here because a lot of the folks that are listening are endurance athletes and um, so I want to delve into exactly how important you think strength training is if you're an endurance athlete. Okay, great question. Um, I think the, uh, it, of course, it's, it's very important, but uh-huh. the, what you're asking is why is it important? Yes. And uh, a lot of athletes, they tend to do what they love, right? Mm-hmm. So 
uh, I know you have like a triathlete background, so you know probably quite a bit more about the swimming and the running than I do. Yeah. Uh, but when an athlete comes to me, I, I'm, I'm asking them, what are they looking to accomplish? What is their goal? And uh, when you're talking about an endurance athlete, they have a tendency to go towards where they're comfortable and not necessarily what they need to do to become better at their, at their sport. So, um, if you're a runner and your trainer's telling you, oh, I want you to lift weights, it's real easy for them to say, well, I don't want to lift weights today. I'm just going to go run. You've come across that, right? Yes, exactly. You know what I'm about? Yep. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's about pushing people to do what they need to do, not what they're the easiest or most comfortable with. Mm-hmm. So that's probably what I run across the most with endurance athletes is um, they're like, oh, well, I need to run today or I need to, I need to be on the bike today or I need to be in the pool. And I'm like, well, that's what you're comfortable doing. But what you need to do is you need to get in the weight room and let me work on the weak areas where you're weak, not the areas where you're comfortable. You already got that down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And um, how, you know, as far as, being on the bike, how important is having a strong core, you know, working out strong that area, core, strong core back, strong <laughs> hips, strong glutes. Mm-hmm. It's not the, the body parts that people typically think of, you know, they're thinking about their legs. Exactly. Yep. Legs are actually a, a, a kind of a small part of the equation when it comes to cycling. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if your nutrition's good and your hydration's good and you've built up a, a, a lactate threshold, then being on the bike is pretty easy if your back and your hips are strong, mm-hmm. your glutes are strong. I see a lot of people that come into my gym. I have a table that I put all my athletes on, whether it's their first day in the gym or their professional athlete. And I do an assessment on their movement and yeah. their hips, whether or not they have arthritis or they're weak or they have weak glutes or they have tight glutes or tight hips. And uh, I do a lot of stretching on the table with them. And I'm a big, strong guy, so I can I can hit areas of people that they didn't know were there. They're uh-huh. like, "Oh, I've been stretched before, but nobody ever did that." <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. So I like being able to work with people and show them something that they didn't know was in them. That's 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 a great thing. Now, let's say I come to you, um, and I am an endurance athlete. And I want to improve my swim or I want to improve, you know, uh, will you be able to assess what I'm wanting to do and, and kind of tailor a program around what, what would help me? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's the beauty of it is I can look at the mechanics of a movement and go, okay, you're going to need this, 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 and this. Yeah. So for instance, um, in this world of sports that continues to stretch, um, I came across a new one this year. So I don't know if you know what a silks performer is. No. uh-uh. See, that was new to me too. So you've seen on TV where you'll see these women hanging from like these, like, um, it looks like a silk ribbon. Yeah. And they okay. up there and they spin and stuff. Uh-huh. So that's actually a sport now and they get paid to put on performances. So there's actually professional silks performers. Okay. And this girl came to me wanting to get stronger. She was working at a facility here in Orlando. And the woman said to her, she goes, you need to get stronger. And she's like, well, how do I get stronger? I'm doing this as much as I can. And she goes, you need to find a trainer 
that can help you. Okay. And so this girl was like, you know, she Googled it and nobody came up because nobody was, nobody had put that on their resume yet. Mm -hmm. So she went on Google and she read all my reviews and she was like, this guy does everything. I'm going to call him and see if he's interested in helping me. Okay. So I said, send me a couple videos of you doing it because she has some from the, from the place that she goes to. And I said, I'd love to meet you and I'd love to work with you. I think I can help you. And within a very short amount of time, she was like, wow, what a difference this has made. And she's now got the lady that runs the studio referring people to me. And she wrote me a great review on Google, which um, is just what it's all about is, you know, sharing your experience with other people. That's, Mm -hmm. That's the purpose of Google reviews is not to bring your business down. It's to allow people to elevate, you know, yeah, by yeah. showing off what they can do for other people. I, I don't think I would ever write a negative review about a business because I just think it shows shows an ugly side of you, you know, just to help people out and talk people up and, you know, elevate. Yeah, yeah. So let's say um, one of our listeners is an endurance athlete and they want to come work out. Let's let's run me through. Let's say I'm um, my first day here with you, Jim. What can I expect when I walk in the door? Uh, well, tell me a little bit about what brought you in. Uh, what what sports are you are, are you interested in? Oh, okay. We're, let's do this. I, I'm a triathlete. I want to get faster uh, and I on, on the run, and I want to be able to keep my bike pace up for the entire three plus hours, and I'm going to be doing my half Ironman. Okay. And are you trying to uh, lower your weight or keep your weight where it is and increase your power? I want to lower some weight because I know that's going to increase my power. Okay. So it'll increase your power to weight ratio. Yeah. Right. Okay. All right. So let's take you in the office and I want to go ahead and do your measurements, check your body fat, throw you on the scale. Okay. And then I'm going to throw you up on the table and I'm going to do a movement assessment with me. And that way I can kind of find out what issues you've got, if you've got arthritis or you've got some, you know, stiff joints or uh, some weak areas, we can uh, start to devise a plan that's going to help you to reach your goals. How does that sound? That's I'm, I'm down. So once we get there, what are we, we're going to start working out or what are we going to do next? Oh yeah. We're going to work out today. Okay. You're ready to go. If you brought a towel and a bottle of water, (laughs) we can get started today. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. And as far as in what kind of regiment plan would you have for an endurance athlete? If, if we're um, usually when I write a plan, I'm doing at least two days a week. Is that enough to correspond with the other stuff that we're doing or should we be working out a little bit more? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm always going to ask those, those tough questions, you know, like how many days are you typically working out? Mm-hmm. What are you doing on those days? How many days do you take off? How many days are just cardio days or just tied to being on the bike or in the pool? Yeah. Uh, you know, how comfortable are you? Are you, you want to work out more? Do you feel like you should be able to work out less? That's the whole thing about personal is you can, instead of trying to come up with some blanket strategy that maybe works for 80% of the athletes that you've ever worked with, when they walk through my door, I am going to create something totally custom based on all the information they've given me and my 30 plus years of experience. So it's not going to be the same for any two people that walk through the door because everybody's got different goals, different issues. They're in a different place in their life. You know, I could meet someone that when they're 25 and, and have something very specific for them. And if I hadn't met them and they came to me at 30, 
things could be very different yep, just in yep. five years. You they know, could have had a kid, their job could have changed, their diet could have changed. They might've had a car accident in those five years. So now we've got something that we need to work around or something we need to fix. So we're all different. And that's one of the things I love about this job is that I don't actually know from one day to the next, what's going to happen when I walk in that door, Mm -hmm. you know, and I I love that it's that's constantly evolving, you know, your, your clients and your trainers and what people are going through. And uh, right now the economy, people staying home, people being worried about getting sick. I mean, it's, it's this business is ever evolving. Yeah. And I love it. And it, you know, it sounds like we're, of the same mind when it comes to training plans. I, I'm the same way with you with what we do is tailor it to each individual. Um, mm-hmm. I can write a plan for a, a, an athlete that will podium and then I can write a plan for somebody who's just trying to get through their first race. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'll give you a great example of that. Uh-huh. that A lot of people understand just by me explaining it. I had a girl that was competing in bikini and she literally documented everything I told her to do for four months. Okay. So she felt like she had it down. And then she decided to compete without paying me to monitor her progress for the show. Okay. So she went and competed. So like, you know, three, four months had gone by in between shows. She went and competed again. Didn't ask me for any help. Felt like if she just followed what I had given her the last time everything would work. And the show that I trained her for, she placed in the top five at, at a national show. Uh-huh. The next show she did was a similar show. It was a national show, but she didn't even make the top 15. I see. So she called me and she's like, I think, I think I got screwed by the judges is what I think. And I said, well, bring me your pictures, come by and I'll take a look at them. So she brought her pictures over And I said, you didn't get screwed by the judges. You screwed yourself. And I started showing her the difference in her pictures. Okay. And she's like, how can it be that I don't look better or as good as I did for the last show? Because I did everything that we did for the last show, just the same. Uh And I was like, yeah, but what was your body fat percentage when you started your diet? Were you really doing the same exact thing? Because you probably weren't. You know, you, you convince yourself that you're eating orange roughy when you're eating tilapia or you've put on two pounds of muscle. So now your body is asking for more protein and more carbs, or you think that you're heavier than you should be. So you start doing 15 more minutes of cardio. Everybody does that. We always, we, we think we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, but we go off track and we don't have anybody watching us to recognize it. Yeah. So, well, okay. Now let's talk about where you're located because I'm sure after Everybody listens to this. They're going to want to come work out with you, Jim. All right. So I'm in Winter Springs. If you know where the town center is, that's a pretty well-known part of Winter Springs right there at 434 in Tuscaloosa. Yep. I know exactly where there's it is. Publics. Yeah, there's a public there. Okay. Yeah, so that's the shopping center I'm at. I'm in one of the interior buildings. Okay. Quite a few. And could folks come by and give it a try? Yeah, I recommend um, reaching out to me and booking an appointment. Okay. Because... Most of the people that come by as a walk-in, I'm usually in there training someone. So um, best thing for them to do is, is to reach out to me and, and book an appointment. Okay. So I, I do free consults. So if they want to come in and talk to me, 
I'll sit down with them for 30 minutes and find out what their situation is and explain what I can do to help them and uh, schedule them for a workout. That is awesome. You guys got to go head over and it's inflicting fitness. And I tell you, I'm pulling up the website, Jim, and it place looks clean, well lit. Uh, I, folks can get a really good workout there. And I see you're a big fan of the TRX, which is one of my favorite workouts. Yeah, I love the TRX for the flexibility. And uh, one of the things, one of the reasons I decided to put more than one in there was I used to do boot camps. Okay. And everybody that took my boot camps was like super excited when they got to the TRX uh-huh. because I would do like a multi-station and they're like, Oh cool. This TRX always kicks my ass. And one day I was like, yeah, well if I had six or eight of them, I could make some really cool classes cause then everybody could use one the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And I went, huh, that's a pretty good <laughs> idea. Why don't I just open my own gym where I can have multiple of them? There you go. So that, uh, gives me a lot of flexibility with, um, with pricing. So if you think about someone that comes in wanting a personal trainer and they're thinking, oh, this is going to cost me a hundred bucks an hour. Well, it is. But if we can put you into a lower price point, like a TRX class where there's eight people spreading out, you know, the, the cost of the trainer, now you're at a much lower price point and you can afford to work out with the trainer longer for a longer period of time possibly bring your spouse or your neighbor or your coworker. Mm -hmm. And then you've got that added benefit of a little bit of a competitive streak or, you know, helping someone or elevating someone else. So uh, I wanted to do the TRX, not just for the flexibility, but to keep a lower price point option for those that, that can't work with a trainer full-time one-on-one within their budget. Very cool. So before I let you go, I want to give you an opportunity to give us one piece of advice for athletes. What, what would, if there's one thing you want to leave people to remember about our conversation, what's that one piece of advice, Jim? Hire me. Ah, (laughs) there you go. (laughs) Yeah. Hire me and, uh, and find out what you've been missing for all these years. And then don't be (laughs) mad at yourself because you didn't do it till now because it's too late to go back. (laughs) That is a true capitalist at work right there. Hire me. <laughs> so let, let's let's end this with the social media plugs. How can folks okay. follow what's going on and reach out to you, Jim, to get that workout in? Yeah, we, we've got a, a Facebook page and we're on Instagram as well. Okay. Uh, you can search for me by my name, Jim Kale, or you can find me through Inflicting Fitness. We're on there both ways. Okay. And then, of course, you know, the website, inflictingfitness.com. Yep, yep. Or just come by and see us at the town center and check the gym out. Yeah, very come cool. By. Well, Jim, I want to thank you for uh, being on the We Do podcast. Thank you, Billy. I really appreciate you having me. It's been good talking to you. All right, there you have it. There's the interview with Jim. Want to make sure you guys remember exactly where he's located. Inflicting Fitness is located in the Winter Springs, Florida Town Center. Make sure to stop by and mention that you heard about him on the We Do Podcast. I want to thank Jim for being a guest with us today, and I want to thank everybody for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, join us each week as we explore more of the things we do. If you have comments or questions, please visit us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at we do podcast or check out our website we do podcast.com we'll see you next time on we do podcast where we're always talking about the cool things we do
Hey, thanks for listening to today's podcast. We'll be here next time. Keep the emails coming in and be sure to subscribe.